Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and in the world of politics and the entire world, it's uh, there's rock splitting everywhere across this world. And last week, you heard, uh, if you listened to the show, you heard me uh, rage about the Republicans had to get something right they needed a speaker of the house well they got it last week so we're going to talk about our new speaker of the house uh, from louisiana and we'll get to that in just a moment but first let me just uh, remind you that there's a, a lot of things coming up and i've said we'll have a 2024 presidential election unlike any that's ever happened before uh-huh. In, in the history of this country. It's just going to be different. Now, this past week, I did see uh, Senator Tim Scott, presidential candidate, Republican primary. Now, he he was at the University of Mississippi, so I drove over to hear him. He's a great speaker, great ideas. He's a great American. But where's the enthusiasm for his campaign He's not going to be able to beat Donald Trump at this point unless something just really catches on fire. But he has a brilliant mind. And I'm glad that Senator Tim Scott is in the race. Who knows? Uh, may, or maybe he's uh, jockeying him for a vice presidential position, which I think he would make a fantastic vice president. But I do want to know uh, from you and others, what do you think about this election? What do you think about the Republican uh, primary debates? Who's watching them? I mean, uh, uh, I think when Donald Trump was into the debates in 2016, what was it, like 35, 40 million people watching, and now it's hard to get two or three million. <laughs> I mean, not, uh, 10% of people watching uh, of what it was in 2016. Uh, anyway, just uh, phenomenal, phenomenal changes in, in the audience of who's watching. So, and then uh, Vice President, former Vice President Pence, uh, he dropped out did you know that did anybody care does anybody even know he dropped out but he anyway he said it now is not his time obviously but uh let's let's uh let's uh go on there's two things i want to talk about before we get to uh the speaker of the house and number one i want to talk a little bit about our economic update we need an economic update it's 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 hard out there especially the poorer you are with the democrats in power the worse are the worst off you are they say oh get a check get a check i need another check 
they've gone out but what happens is we are approaching a trillion dollars of what what we spending a trillion dollars for almost a trillion dollars oh that's paying for all the debt that we owe and that's not paying the debt off it's just paying the interest the interest on our debt is coming up to a trillion dollars a year all these things we could be doing with a trillion dollars and we're just paying the interest on our national debt a trillion dollars it's not paying anything off but we're getting very close to that what does that do well it helps inflation go up 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 and away we're printing money we don't have we don't actually print it now we just write it off uh, you know get the computer to add more money <laughs> and they hand out more money that's the democrat plan hand out more money and then people wonder why the prices of everything's going up i mean they say oh we got inflation down well the prices don't come down you're still paying 17 percent more than you did when joe biden became president overall about 17 percent do you realize that energy up more than that so we somehow the american people have to understand you know you when you dilute the dollar you keep diluting a dollar you can't buy as much as you used to buy with a dollar is that good or bad well it's not good and the poorer you are the harder it is on you and your family so uh, I hope people can understand that simple fact. Now, uh, that talking about education, there's some funny Bill Maher on his uh, HBO show, but uh, this was on Newsmax's Rob Carson show. He does a radio show, I believe, but uh, just a clip from that. Take take a listen to this. Here's Ivy League educated Bill Maher saying of college education, "Don't bother." And finally, new rule as an Ivy League graduate who knows the value of a liberal education. I have one piece. I think he gets his hair gel from the same place Gavin Newsom does. Some advice for the youth of America. Don't go to college. <laughs> what? <laughs> and people are applauding in his audience. And if you absolutely have to go, don't go to an elite college, because as recent events have shown, it just makes you stupid. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Don't forget in debt. Lots of debt when you graduate. I got nothing against sending your kid to a college, but if your college embraces CRT, transgender nonsense, woke nonsense, or anti-Israel, anti-Semitism, probably want to send your kid somewhere else and maybe stop sending them money. Well, that was from the Rob Carson show on Newsmax, but uh, Bill Maher is one saying, hey, stop sending your kids to these uh, elite Ivy League schools where he went. It's not worth it, he's saying. So uh, a lot of things are going on in our country. And we've talked about uh, the, the upcoming presidential election. Will Trump be campaigning from the jail cell? Will RFK Jr. as an independent be able to pull votes from Republicans and Democrats? Will people actually vote for Joe Biden? Will he actually live to be the nominee? Uh, will Michelle Obama jump into the race? Are they preparing everything so nobody else comes in? And then Joe, they say, you just can't do it, Joe. And Michelle Obama says, I'll do it. Is that what's going to happen? Well, a lot of people think so. So get ready. I said it's going to be the craziest election for president 
of the United States that this country has ever seen, I'm afraid. That's what uh, it, it looks like. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. There's no one that's going to be able to predict what all goes on between now and November 2024. What a year to... Uh, to watch what happens and what's happening around the world well of course uh israel uh going into uh gaza now and hezbollah firing down rockets into central israel and uh turkey huge riots in turkey and uh, marches demonstrations against israel israel has to call it some diplomats back from turkey uh u.s posturing for what if iran wants to try to do something and what is going on ukraine and russia still fighting it out and like a stalemate there's been an offensive by the ukrainians but haven't they haven't pushed the russians far and had a great great loss of, of people and machinery so wow i mean we got a world that's in turmoil and is it a powder keg is china ready to try to take on taiwan and take over taiwan while everybody else is busy hey what's little rocket man planning on doing he's he's not getting noticed much so he may jump out and bite biden's butt with uh something out of north korea who knows who knows uh, but we need some strong leadership and that is exactly why if you listen to last week's show i said the republicans had to get their act together and we needed a speaker of the house while i will say this is one time that it looked like such a mess when i did the show last week's show it just looked like a complete mess and the republicans could not get their act together and did not look good and i said look we have the speaker of the house uh second in line after the vice president if something happened to the president the vice president speaker of the house would be president and we didn't have one the republicans were in charge of the house of representatives and didn't even have a speaker of the house but that is now changed the new speaker of the house is representative mike johnson from louisiana and what I was about to say a while ago, there's sometimes when there's turmoil and challenges and it looks hopeless, <laughs> out of the chaos, angels bring about something that's good. And I said angels. I don't know if angels will help bring this about, but I do know I really like our new Speaker of the House, Representative Mike Johnson. And people, oh, he's far to the right. He's not far to the right. He's just a common sense American that people that listen to Doc Holliday's rock splitting politics can appreciate. But they did want to just slice him up here. Now, take a listen to what NBC had to say. The liberals don't know what to do with him just yet, but they know they got to slam him and mess him up. So here, here's a here's a. A viewpoint from NBC when Mike Johnson became the new Speaker of the House. Here's a basic question that a lot of people around the country are asking. Who is Mike Johnson? 
It's an excellent question, and indeed, many people are asking it because 24 hours ago, he was little known to vast majorities of, uh, you know, vast swaths of the American public. He's the vice chair of the Republican conference, which is a leadership position that doesn't typically get a lot of attention. And now, just 24 hours later, he has become Speaker of the House. So who is he? A few things to know about him. Mike Johnson has a solidly conservative voting record, scores very highly on the scorecards of right-wing groups. He voted against uh, the recent stopgap bill that Kevin McCarthy put on the floor to avert a government shutdown, voted with uh, many Republicans uh, on, on that measure. He's an animated opponent of uh, legal abortion as well as LGBT rights, introduced a number of bills to that effect. He came in with Trump's approval, with Donald Trump's approval, sort of. Trump said he wasn't endorsing Johnson before the vote, but said Republicans should just go ahead and elect him and get this done. And after he was uh, ultimately elected to, to the speakership, Trump put out a statement congratulating him. Uh, Johnson has also uh, gotten some criticism for his role in promoting conspiracy theories uh, and election denial claims, specifically crafting an argument that a lot of Republicans rallied around to object to certifying some pro-Biden electors. That's been a real focal point of the early criticism from Democrats. He also, back in, in the mid-November of 2020, promoted some conspiracy theories about uh, Hugo Chavez and Dominion voting systems uh, potentially rigging the election that, uh, that, were, that were widely discredited at the time. And finally, he's only been in Congress for about seven years or so. He's a fresh face, not very experienced, and uh, it turns out that's exactly what Republicans wanted. Thanks for watching. Stay updated about breaking news. And well, I think you can see right now what the left is going to do. He's sort of like a fresh face. They haven't smeared mud all over him yet. So just give them another week or two, and they're going to be smearing Mike Johnson. They're going to dirty him up, beat him up, make him look like something that he's not. And they got to paint him to look like the devil. And that's what the, that's what the left is working on. Even that little uh, bit there, trying to figure out who he is so they can make him look like the devil. Well, I hope they fail, but, you know, they're going to give it all they got. It's not just NBC, it's MSNBC, it's uh, CBS, ABC, our public broadcasting system, our PBS stations that you and I pay for, taxpayers pay for. They're going to smear our new speaker of the house. Just get ready for it. Isn't it a shame that they won't say, let's work together for our country. Let's do bipartisanship. Oh, they only do that when the Democrats take over and they're in leadership then it's we need bipartisanship <laughs> oh yeah they've been playing that game a long time isn't it so funny hey listen uh you listen to doc holiday's rock splitting politics we got some more including a clip from representative mike johnson coming up on the second half of the show but i want to take this time to remind you that doc holiday has a book out it's a novel it doesn't have anything to do with politics you just get your mind away we have got so much of politics that are going on so you're gonna to have to get your mind out of the political field every now and then just to take a breath so here is a novel this just takes you out of this reality world it's called hatchy keeper of the secret and now if you go to hatchybooks.com book number two has been printed and ready to be uh, purchased so go to hatchybooks.com and you can order if you haven't ordered the first book go in and order hatchy keeper of the secret but book number two in the seven book series is called 
Hatchy, the Golden Chalice. And I can tell you that the characters that are introduced in Hatchy Keeper of the Secret are going to, some of them are going to evolve more in book number two. And there's two characters that you're just not going to, you couldn't predict them, okay? I'll just say you could not predict what's going to happen in book two. And two characters will enter into the picture that will absolutely um, be beyond your imagination until you start reading the book. Okay, how about that? So go to hatchybooks.com. I'm proud to say that book one and book two are now available. And it's just a short time before what? Oh, Christmas is coming up. What kind of gifts can you get? How about Hatchy Keeper of the Secret and Hatchy the Golden Chalice. Go to hatchybooks.com and you should be able to order there. And like I said, if you want the ebook, there is still a special with 99 cents at Amazon for the ebook of Hatchy Keeper of the Secret. And I'm glad you asked. Well, how about the Golden Chalice? Hatchy the Golden Chalice. It is not on an ebook yet. It is not ready to uh, be put on an ebook or other places and not on Amazon yet. It is only on hatchybooks.com at this point. So go uh, hatchybooks.com order one or both books. Do it now. Alright, we're getting ready to get back. We got a clip from uh, Representative Mike Johnson who is now the Speaker of the House of the United States of America and Wow, he's got a lot of weight on him. And there's a lot of people wondering what's this young whippersnapper going to do. He was elected in 2016 and started serving in uh, House of Representatives in Congress in 2017. So he's just been at it about six years and he's Speaker of the House. How'd he do it? How'd he get there? I said sometime in all the turmoil and all the challenges and all the frustrations, sometimes the right guy just sort of comes out on top. How about that? How about that? So let's listen to a little bit, a clip from his speech. Let me play this right here for our new Speaker of the House. To my colleagues, I, I want to thank you all for the trust that you have instilled in me to lead us in this historic and unprecedented moment that we're in. The challenge before us is great, but the time for action is now, and I will not let you down. I want to say to the American people, on behalf of all of us here, we hear you. We know the challenges you're facing. We, we know that, uh, that there's a lot going on in our country, domestically and abroad, and we are ready to get to work again to solve those problems, and we will. Our mission here is to serve you well, to restore the people's faith in this house, in this great and essential institution. My, my dad, it was mentioned my dad was a firefighter. He was an assistant chief uh, in the fire department in my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana, a little town in northwest Louisiana. On September 17, 1984, when I was 12 years old, he was critically uh, burned and permanently disabled in the line of duty. All I ever wanted to be when I grew up was the chief of the fire department in Shreveport. 
Um, but after the explosion on that fateful day, he nearly died, and it was a long road back, and it changed all of our life trajectories. I'm the oldest of four kids, and, and my dad, um, he lived with pain all the rest of his life, for decades more, and I lost my dad to cancer three days before I got elected to Congress, three days. And he wanted to be there um, at my election night so badly. Um, I'm the first college graduate in my family. This was a big deal to him. And um, so several weeks after that, it was early 2017, 2017, uh, it was my freshman term, and, and um, it, it fell to me to be in the rostrum one night to serve here as Speaker Pro Tem. I thought that was a big deal until I figured out that's what you do for freshmen late at night. <laughs> And I, I want to, I think if my memory serves, Miss Jackson Lee was, um, was winding down one of her long, eloquent speeches. <laughs> and not, not that I was not in, enraptured by her speech, but I, I looked, up, looked up at the top in, in uh, the chamber there and I saw the face of Moses staring down. And um, I just felt in that moment the weight of this place, right? The, the history that is revered here and the future that we are called to forge. And I really was just kind of almost overwhelmed with emotion. It occurred to me in that moment, it had been several weeks, and I had not had an opportunity yet to grieve my dad's passing. And, and um, I just had this sense that, that somehow he knew. And, and I had tears come to my eyes, and I was standing here, and I'm wiping them away. And then it suddenly occurs to me, the late night C-SPAN viewers are going to think something's very wrong with the new young congressman from Louisiana. It, it wasn't Sheila's speech. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just knew in that moment that my, my, my dad, my father, would be, would be proud of me, and I felt that he was. And, and I think all of our parents are proud of what we're called to do here. I think all the American people at one time had great pride in this institution, but right now, um, that's in jeopardy. And we have a challenge before us right now to rebuild and restore that trust. This is a, a beautiful country. It's the beauty of America that allows a, a firefighter's kid like me to come here and serve in this sacred chamber where great men and women have served before all of us and strive together to build and then preserve what Lincoln did refer to as the last best hope of man on earth. We stand at a very dangerous time. I'm stating the obvious. We all know that. The world is in turmoil. But a strong America is good for the entire world. Well, absolutely. I believe that. Just like Speaker uh, uh, Johnson just said. Speaker Johnson, I'm getting used to say that. Speaker Johnson just said, a strong America is good for the whole entire world. I agree. We need a strong America, and it's good for the world. The world depends. As much as they say they hate America, as much as people across the globe uh, want to pick on America and say, you know, how bully they are and this and that. It still helps the entire world with the no American ships are patrolling the seas. Do you remember what happened with Russia when they wanted the Ukraine? They just took it. If there was not a strong America, do you think Vladimir Putin, do you think he would be a hungry bear? And the Soviet Union-like mentality of wanting to take over all of Europe would come right back? Why not? Because it's the United States of America. How long do you think Taiwan would have 
been kept a communist out of that island if it was not for the United States of America. Wow. You know, sometimes I go, oh, we don't need to spend so much on the military. Really? Really? You get a madman like a little rocket man, North Korea, Putin, Iranian Alatolas. I mean, what? Why? What if America was not the superpower it is? Would there be uh, huge wars just in countries eating up? Oh, that's what's happened for the entire American uh, our existence. What's happened in the world since 1776, but 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years before that? It's always been uh, power-hungry, big armies marching. And taking over and subjugating people. Just like what Putin has done in the Ukraine. He devoured the, the uh, southern portion and the uh, western portion of Ukraine. He would have had a whole country a long time ago if it wasn't for western countries. And especially, number one, the United States providing the weapons to keep the Russians at bay. Now, if they're going to be able to take over the territory or not, right now, I'm not so sure. But America stands for freedom all over the world. What would New Zealand and Australia and other places do if there was not a strong America? Would they fear China? I think so. Listen, this show about our new speaker of the house is a, a, what I will do is end in a good note. Because I do like our new speaker. We'll have to see how he does. How does he govern? How does he help get votes through the House? And how does he uh, work with the Senate? And how do they uh, bring compromise to bills? How does he work with the budget? How does he work with, uh, uh, you know, securing the funds for a government? And I just told you earlier, we're close, getting close to a trillion dollars of paying nothing but our interest our interest each year think what you could do with a trillion dollars or america could do with a trillion dollars and it's going down the drain for interest because we keep having these multi-trillion dollar deficits we could do it one year because of covid but biden's doing it year after year after year well there's disgusting disgusting people in this administration that don't respect the people's money they don't respect their children and future children because of the way they're putting such a huge debt load on them it's like they want them to fail but i will have to say elections do have consequences and if we don't have enough Americans, they can figure out why we are suffering so, especially the poor. Why are they suffering so? It's because of Uncle Joe and the people he surrounded himself with. I mean, I just don't think he's making many decisions. But it's these Ivy Leaguers like Bill Maher talking about, why go get an education if you're going to act like who's running our country now? Well, keep listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. 
It's going to be an unusual election for president, but other elections too. Let me remind our listeners in the state of Mississippi, there's an election coming up, and there's a conservative running for governor, and there's a liberal running for governor. He says he's conservative, but he's <laughs> his stripes are liberal, okay? Well, there's a, for the people in the state of Mississippi, uh, Tate Reeves is running for re-election, a Republican governor. He stood up during the COVID crisis and, and uh, kept kept mississippi free in a lot of ways and there's a lot of things that uh uh, he can do better and i want to see him do better and he will he had a lot of natural catastrophes flooding of the mississippi river tornadoes disasters all kind of things that he had to face and then COVID came and i think he's done a good job and he's gotten the biggest teacher pay raise ever for educators and he's looking into new things to help our hospitals out. So I just have to say that uh, don't let don't let the liberal impersonating himself as a uh, conservative uh, don't don't let that fool you. Uh, all the money is coming in from California and uh, other places to try to pull the Democrat across across the winning line in the governor's election in the state of Mississippi. But don't let that fool you. We what would happen just this is why you should vote republican if you're in the state of mississippi what would happen if a democrat say oh he says oh i'm a conservative fiscal conservative i'll be conservative i'm a conservative democrat what would he do if say uh, and and god forbid but say we had a u.s senator pass away in office or or couldn't do the job and had to resign who would a liberal Democrat, who would a conservative Democrat, if there's such a thing now, who would they put in there? Oh, a strong conservative Republican? <laughs> Don't even think about it. Don't even go there. Vote Republican and uh, vote conservative. And, uh, and don't let the Democrats fool you. My goodness, look at what's going on in this country. Look what Joe Biden's doing. Who voted for Joe Biden? The Democrats did. Wow. Okay. I rest my case. Go vote in the election coming up uh, in November in the state of Mississippi and other states where you got your elections. Get out and support the conservative candidates and get out and vote so we get a good kickoff for 2024 to show the conservatives are ready to take this country by storm. And by storm, I mean a voting storm where we're getting people out to vote and voted in decades or years. It's time to get everybody registered and vote in a mighty way. So nobody, nobody can say the election is even close. Let the conservatives win in a landslide. Ronald Reagan did. And it can happen again in 2024. God bless you. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.